0: and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 284, a Georgia turkey hunt and some COVID-19 updates. And I am your co-host and the guy who has figured out out what is going on with his turkey season so far this year
1: and i am your co-host and the guy who almost perished in the mud this morning Uh uh-oh you first so i got on a gobbling turkey this morning it didn't work out had a bunch of hens with him so what yeah. I thought
0: you true. could kill any turkey, anytime, anywhere, any place.
1: If I'd had another hour with him, I think it. I had that's, to get to work, so that's my excuse.
0: That's what I like to hear. If I yeah. had another hour with him, yeah.
1: I'll send you a picture of him tomorrow. He's an eastern turkey that gobbles like a Merriam's, so he's going to be a fun one to tangle with. He's Sweet. a very unique. He he just kind of high pitched dude, I guess. He's got all the hens, so whatever he's doing is working for him. But you know, he's more of a. Boo! You don't have that deep roar to him. Maybe he's released turkey, I don't know, but a little more like Bruno Mars. Yeah, he higher just voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a little fancy guy, but anyway <laughs> I left him to get to work. So I'm heading back. I got across a little creek and I'm coming down to the creek and it looks like a little four wheeler trail in front of me with like just, you know, a little bit of water running down it. The leaves and everything, you could literally see the leaves. There was grass growing up. It looked like there was maybe a centimeter of water running down this little trail. And so I thought, okay, great. This won't even get my feet wet because it won't even come over my hiking boots. So I'm just going to walk across this, you know. And I take a step, and the next thing I know, I am literally over my belly button in mud. And this mud was the same consistency as it would have been as if you stepped into a five foot vat of cotton candy. (laughs) You, you literally are just, I was floating in mud (laughs) and it's so it's thick enough to hold you there, but it's like not thick enough to hold body weight when you try to move a foot or something, you're literally levitating. So I'm stuck. Like, I am legitimately starting to freak out because I'm like, I can't move anything except for my arms, and I can't use those to do anything. So my gun's halfway in the mud. My turkey wing is all in the mud. Everything's gone. I'm just in the mud. So at that moment, I'm thinking, I'm going to die here because, I mean, yeah, I have my phone and could call for help, but there's a turkey that gobbled over here. So I'm just going to go ahead and die here because, you know, I'm not going to disclose the location. So. I start feeling around with my arms in the about a foot deep in the mud and I find a log thank the lord and so I use this log to pull myself out of it and like as I'm pulling the log is sinking further so I'm like kind of pulling myself down and out but I finally got to the bank and crawl out then to make matters worse I get out I'm sitting there freaking out about how I almost just died in a mud pit and a cottonmouth was less than a, like, maybe a foot away from me the entire time. And so he goes scampering off. I was actually taking a video of, like, holy crap, look at this mud. And then, like, on the video, you see a cottonmouth dart out from under my foot. So there I am, stuck up to my neck in mud with a cottonmouth staring me dead in the eyes. So that that was my morning this morning. So you're you're lucky to be talking to me right now is all i have to say
0: sounds like a good morning
1: yeah i'm gonna go a different route in the morning to get to that turkey did your recorder survive yes everything luckily it, the turkey vest i just bought kind of it's the running gun by nightingale and mm-hmm. and it kind of is up higher on you like everything's kind of up more in the chest area yeah and there's no pouch or anything so Everything, all my calls and everything were fine because it 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 only came up to my belly button, only. So mm. it, just imagine you're about to walk across, you know, an inch of water, and then the next thing you know, you're like, it literally was like I blinked, and then I'm in the, I'm just up to my belly button. Wow, it was the craziest thing I've ever experienced. I've never had anything like that happen where I, I just was like absolutely shocked, and then the cotton mouth being right there the whole time. I'm just imagining if he had decided he wanted to come bite me and I'm stuck in the mud. I mean, what are you going to do? I don't even know if my gun would have fired. I, had to, I would have had to pull it out of the mud. Yeah. So, anyway, that's what I got for you on my guy who did something. Hmm. So,
0: before I give you a little explanation as to why I figured out what's going on with my turkey season, I have to say I saw a pretty funny tweet this past week and you totally won't get it because you're too young but when i was a kid growing up almost every single tv show had quicksand in it yeah and the tweet said something to to the extent of remember how when we were young we always thought quicksand was our biggest threat to our life or you know something along those lines but you don't ever hear of it these days So I'm glad you found some because that makes me feel better. It's kind of like when I was a kid growing up in the 70s and 80s, I was always told that by the year 2000 or the year 2020, we would all have our own jetpacks and that's how we would get to work. Still waiting on mine, by the way, people.
1: I'd like to have a jetpack to get over the quick mud that I was in this morning. Yeah, exactly. So I wasn't in quick sand. It was quick mud. Yeah, which is worse. It's wet. And you literally, I don't know what I'm going to wear tomorrow boot wise, but i got some house cleaning to do on, on my turkey gear.
0: (laughs) That is true. You do only have one pair of boots.
1: Yes. Well, I mean, I have others, but I only have one pair of like hiking boots and where this turkey is, is a, you know, well over a mile before you ever even get close to him. So i'd like to have my hiking boots mm-hmm. uh, so
0: i mentioned that i figured out what's going on with my turkey season and why i seem to be jinxed
1: let's hear it man because our buddy scott mcdonald broke the jinx this morning score this morning yeah. for scott that was exciting news so i have
0: called three turkeys three male long bearded turkeys to within about 60 yards of me or closer and have yet to fire a shot. This morning I figured out what the deal is as to why I cannot get a bird flopping on the ground. Now two of those three turkeys I was calling in for someone else. One of them, and that was from this past Friday, I was by myself and had him at a maybe 25 yards and i'll save the rest of that story for some other time but cameron do you remember when we were in georgia turkey hunting chip killed his turkey and the turkey was put into the back of chip's truck and put on top of my new turkey vest and i told you it was bad luck to have the blood from <laughs> someone else's turkey on your turkey vest. Oh, man. Do you remember me telling you that? I do remember that. I have blood from Chip's turkey on my turkey vest, and I am 99.143% sure that is where my jinx is coming from.
1: Mm-hmm. It makes so, accurate a, sense. Yeah, uh,
0: totally. I, I think I'm about to tonight get my vest out of the truck and see if i can't wash that dried up blood off of my new vest and maybe wash that jinx out of it
1: yeah well i hope hope that brings you luck are you on any birds right now do you have a target in mind for the morning
0: i have had some incredible hunts so far this year and you know i like to say and i'd do believe it is true there are two kind of people in this world there's killers and there's everybody else right now i am not a killer and that's not a place i'm used to being so i've got a little (laughs) bloodlust normally i would say i've had oh we're now a little north of two weeks into alabama season and i have had probably five six solid alabama turkey hunts maybe see, six
1: that means you heard one gobble
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right so or, I, or
1: you mean you saw one driving to your hunting you know a, back home on on somebody else's property that's a good alabama turkey hunt just to I see
0: saw a, a picture of a turkey and strut on facebook that's a solid ah, alabama turkey hunt
1: now yeah. yeah that's right that's
0: right so yeah i I've had, like, my hunt Saturday morning. Was it Saturday? Oh, my days are all mixed up. Saturday or Sunday morning. I believe it was Saturday morning. I got on a bird, and I I was in Alabama. I know you're going to call BS on me here in just a second, but he gobbled, I'd say, pretty darn close to 100 times. It might be 90. It might be 110, but darn close to 100 times, and he kept calling in hens, so he'd, co- he'd gobble, and gobble and gobble and gobble and gobble and gobble. A hen would come in, and he'd get quiet for 30 minutes, mm-hmm. and then he'd fire off one time, and then I'd call, and he'd get gobbling again, and he'd call in another hen. So he's getting right. He He might be right by now because it's been four or five days but what that tells me is it's about time for some flopping to go on because our hens are getting to that point to where they're slipping off during the day to Mm -hmm. go nest and i'm seeing some solo hens at 10 11 o'clock on up just wandering around so that tells me they're either looking or they've gone and laid and now they're you know trying to get back to the area where they're going to meet up with a gobbler in the morning or whatever it happens to be. So we're getting close. I would say normally I'd be really frustrated, but I've had some really good hunts. I just right now have a bloodlust and something's going to die and it will be a wild turkey
1: before long. So Alabama jakes and bearded hens don't be near Andy (laughs) right now.
0: Remember the bearded hands are against the law, but Oh
1: Jakes. Jakes. Yeah. Yeah. If you know what's good for you, find somebody else.
0: (laughs) And I can deal with calling one in for someone else to shoot. That's perfectly fine by me. So you know, and and I was a part of Chip's Hunt. And so that was fun. That but still that didn't really satisfy that bloodlust because there's something about killing one in your own home state that really tends to satisfy that bloodlust
1: my favorite bird of the year is typically the first one where i'm by myself and i kill one and it's just me yeah i find that really enjoyable because it's just kind of like you get to enjoy it all to yourself i mean i'm all for killing one with somebody but that first one when you're by yourself is that's always special to me for some reason
0: yeah, it's just that feeling that you get, like, I'm back, baby.
1: We're making it <laughs> uh, happen. That's going to be you tomorrow, so. It could uh, be. I hope you get him. It, it, you're very close. It's. It's been too long, And but if I know you, what you typically do, you're a very hot and very cold turkey hunter, mm-hmm. and that's just Alabama how the cycle goes. When you get hot, you're going to send me a selfie probably two or three days out of one week and then it's going to go cold again is usually how it works. Don't say
0: that. Once (laughs) it gets hot, it's
1: staying hot. It might this year. It might stay hot all the way through the end. How how long we got, by the way, on the countdown? 25 days, 2 hours, 8 minutes, and
0: 43 seconds until the end of Alabama's
1: spring turkey season. On a lighter note, I am leaving for Texas in one day and about 12 hours so that's my next trip after texas my countdown will have to swap to my big trip that's hopefully going to still happen at the end of the year but I'm still planning to go to texas so i'm leaving for there this weekend and i'm gonna hopefully get a rio grande on the ground
0: yeah i wish you a lot of luck with that that'll be a fun trip and you're taking your bride to texas with you so that'll be fun too I yeah you Have a great time, and you guys be safe traveling, and stay away from the COVID monster, which, by the way, is topic number one for us today.
1: Absolutely. So We will probably avoid going into Louisiana and then Texas, because I've heard there are checkpoints set up if you're entering Texas from the Louisiana state line, and Mm -hmm. I don't really want to deal with that. So hopefully they don't have those from Arkansas to Texas because that's where we're going to be going through. But we'll see. We're not from Louisiana, so there aren't any travel restrictions on Tennesseans entering Texas. I think we should be the last state that they put a restriction on because we helped them in the Alamo. We're the only ones that showed up. So (laughs) anybody deserves to come hunt Texas turkeys, it's the Tennesseans.
0: Yeah, I want you to make that argument when you get pulled over with your out of state tag.
1: I will. I'm like, man, y'all have another Alamo, know? and you see who shows up next time. I'll Don't rally you my remember boys the behind. Alamo. Yeah, that's right. You know they do. So, Davy Crockett and the boys showed up to help. That's why I call us the volunteers. So, they're going to let me in. They're going to shake my hands. say, man, you're from Tennessee. We appreciate you. Here's all our turkeys. No bag limit. You can hunt anywhere, and good luck. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's what I'm expecting. So, no, I don't have any high expectations, but that's kind of the plan for that. So, yeah, do you want to jump in with story time from Georgia or COVID-19 precautions?
0: Let's talk COVID first, because I know a lot of people that listen to this show travel and turkey hunt. Mm -hmm. And... It's something that Cameron and I both do. It's something that I actually had three people from out of state on my calendar to come and hunt with me this spring in Alabama. And every one of those hunts got canceled. My hunt to the Northeast just got canceled. Mm. So a lot of these cancellations have to do with people doing the right thing and being cautious and not traveling to help prevent the spread of covid. And so there's some states out there that have taken some extra steps like closing their seasons, their turkey seasons altogether. And that's what Cameron and I want to talk about with you guys today because so many of you do travel whether it means that now there's a state that was on your list to go to this year that you can no longer go to this year then you need to know that but it might also help you plan a little bit for next year and would you like to talk about that a little bit and one state in particular Cameron?
1: Yeah so if a state is closed this year with their turkey season that probably means there might be a few birds around next year assuming we're all still on this earth. You may want to plan on going to a state like that there's quite a few that are closed to non-residents only but i know i believe the state of washington is postponing their turkey season so that's the first state we'll discuss they are at least closed until i believe the first weekend in may around then i think i think what i saw was may 6th it's something around there there will be no turkey season to that point at least in washington so there is still potential for them opening up for the last, I think, three weeks of their season. So there's your update on Washington. But you may want to plan some of those states that are canceling for next year. Cause-
0: so, you know, a lot of the states are requiring non-residents who live in one of those hot zone states like New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Louisiana, California, Washington, they're requiring non-residents who come into their states to self-quarantine for 14 days when entering the state. Now that's the requirement. You guys need to be aware of which states require that if you still plan on traveling this year for turkey hunting. So you need to keep a watch out there for these changes because It is so fluid, as you know, with everything else that's going on in the country that is on today, off tomorrow, off today, on tomorrow, on today, but still on tomorrow with 92 different conditions for it to take place tomorrow. So the situation is very fluid and we need to stay on top of those things if we're planning on traveling. Nebraska has recently suspended the sale of their non-resident spring turkey permits yes now
1: if you have a permit already you can still go and fill exactly. that tag i know that's you right might. sorry for cutting you off if you were no, that.
0: no that's good you cannot buy new tags yeah but you can fill the tags that you've already purchased or they're refunding the cost of the tags if you decide not to go, which I think is awesome that they're doing that.
1: Yeah, another state would be Oklahoma. You can still hunt there, but if you are a resident of New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Louisiana, California, or Washington, they require you to self-quarantine for 14 days upon entry into their state. So if you're going to Turkey on Oklahoma and you're from one of those states, plan to go for at least 16 days because mm-hmm. you're not going to be hunting the first 15. Colorado
0: says they're open for business out in the yes. woods, but they will gladly refund you. If you're a non-resident who's bought a license, they'll refund the cost 100%. And this is kind of cool, too. They will restore any. Turkey preference points that you used to get the permit that you got with them.
1: Very good. That's a good thing for them because I know a lot of people put in for draws in the state of Colorado, and it would be sad to have finally gotten drawn and not be able to go. Yeah. So that's great for them. And I know also today it came out Kentucky. No more non residents are going to be hunting in Kentucky this
0: season. But. If you purchased your permit prior to Friday, April 3rd, then you're okay. Yep. You just have to quarantine for 14 days upon arrival.
1: Yeah. So that makes it kind of tough, but you could still go, I suppose. I wonder, does self-quarantining in Kentucky for 14 days, does that include outdoors activities?
0: I don't know. And I'm definitely not going to be the one to offer anyone legal advice.
1: Yeah. I know in Tennessee, outdoor activities are considered essential, judging by our governor's speech. So,
0: But essential in a, an activity or the process of quarantining yourself may or may not be the same. Yeah. So, so
1: if you're going to Kentucky and you're a non-resident and you haven't bought your license— you're not going to be buying one. If you already have your license, you may want to check with maybe the state officials and see what that self-quarantine process entails. Yeah.
0: And speaking of self-quarantining, Kansas says, come on and hunt with us, but you got to quarantine for 14 days when you come in. Mm -hmm. Louisiana, they say, bring it on. We're open for business, baby. You hey. Bring your uninfected self over here to Louisiana. We'll get you infected and send you right on back home.
1: Yeah, you can get you some boudin and coronavirus all in one trip. Man, that's a good trip. That's a good trip. <laughs> Tennessee's on board with uh, Louisiana. My home state is saying, bring it on. We only charge you 300 and some odd dollars to hunt here. Please bring us your business. Yeah. So Tennessee's still open.
0: I know. Alabama is still open for non-residents.
1: Yes. Uh, if COVID-19 is not enough reason, call me and I'll talk you out of going there anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so one thing that in doing some research on this topic, one thing that I found that I thought was pretty interesting is some of the areas within certain states are federal lands. And some of these federal lands have been closed, which means no hunting on them. So the Buffalo National River in Arkansas, which is a U.S. national park, is closed. It's closed for camping. It's closed for paddling. It's closed for fishing. It's closed for hunting. And because the Buffalo River WMA is On the Buffalo National River, the Buffalo River WMA is also closed for all of those activities. So Mm -hmm. we need to pay attention to, okay, Arkansas is open, but if I'm going to go to the Buffalo River, well, now all of a sudden it's not open. So we have to pay attention to the areas within those states that we're going to hunt as well. Now, what I thought was pretty interesting, I read an article specifically about the Buffalo National River and the state closing it, state officials said that, I don't remember the exact number of people that checked into the park, but the wildlife officials were driving around and park officials were driving around. They said that 60% of the license plates that they saw of vehicles parked for people out enjoying the National River were out of state. Mm. So they're trying by shutting down Buffalo River to keep these out of staters where they came from. This is, and I know it doesn't sound like it's really that big of a deal, because for someone who lives in, oh, let's say Texarkana, Texas, are you really in Texas or are you really in Arkansas? So the state of Arkansas says you're not in Arkansas. So these are things that we need to definitely be looking at to make sure that we are not going somewhere that's been closed, going somewhere that could be closed very soon and we have to plan our trip or replan a trip. Yep. So, you know, there's there's these things we have to look at. We need to keep in mind. And like I said, the situation's fluid. You can check it today and it may be good. You get in your vehicle to drive there tomorrow and they may have a checkpoint at the state line and you maybe turn around to go back home.
1: Yeah. So might be me going to Texas tomorrow, but it's a risk I'm willing to take. Could be. It could be. So I know also, I don't think we've mentioned Ohio has suspended non resident licenses. I forgot about Ohio. Yes. And I believe Idaho, I think they have either suspended non resident or have canceled their turkey season. I can't remember. I believe they just suspended non residents. Yeah, I'm pretty
0: sure they did not cancel.
1: Okay. And then also, I think Illinois closed their. State-held public lands. Mm-hmm. So I I haven't looked into it a ton. I wasn't planning on going to Illinois, but you may be able to still hunt national forest property and you know federal land. But I know the state land is closed.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm just gonna say that this situation is so fluid. We might be better off calling the game and fish department for the state that we're planning on going on a hunt in. Hmm. and asking specifically are you still selling non-resident licenses has the season been shut off for non-residents closed for non-residents is xyz area this piece of public land is it still open for hunting
1: yeah and we need to do it the day of the trip
0: yeah that's right that's probably the
1: only way to be safe that's a good point and Those people probably also have a sense of like, hey, we're having another meeting today. It very Mm -hmm. well could get shut down within the next 24 hours. Right. So if you're planning to do an out-of-state hunt, I'm still planning on doing some hunts because I believe that's a great way to self-quarantine myself is to get in the presence of a Rio Grande gobbler and kill him. So I'm going to still be trying to go, but make sure you call ahead. Check the regs on the state you're planning to hunt, the specific location you're planning to hunt, especially if you're a non-resident, what their precautions are in that state. So there might be other ones we haven't specifically discussed on this episode, but I believe we've covered most of the known ones thus far. Yeah. So some,
0: some of you guys listening to the show may say, Hey, why don't you just tell everybody to stay home? Well, it's not my place. You know what's best for you. You know what's best for your situation. I would hope that if you don't feel well, you would stay home, period. Much less not even think about going on a turkey hunt out of state somewhere. Mm -hmm. But it's not my place to say it. We're still in a free country and we still have the right to do what we want to do when we want to do it, as long as it's not breaking a law, and some of these states have put these temporary laws or regulations in place, they need to be obeyed. They need to be followed. I'm going to say it about traveling right now to turkey hunt, just like I say it about turkey hunting in general. If it's legal in your state to do, for example, shoot a turkey with a rifle in Texas, it's legal. Would I do it? I would not. Am I going to judge you because you do it? I am not. It is legal. It's not my place to say well, what you did was wrong. I don't know what your circumstances are. I don't know what your situation is. You guys be safe out there. Be smart. Cameron and I are not going to tell you to not travel. Don't come
1: to Tennessee. There's no turkeys <laughs> here. And That's the come. only. Don't come to Alabama either. either. Yeah. Tennessee yeah. is a wasteland. Yeah. Don't come here.
0: Yeah. So, to keep from beating a dead horse, we're going to move on and yeah. we're going to talk about something really fun. Yeah. Let's get to the fun part. Some flopping turkeys. Let's get to some turkey killing. I've got some chastising to do first. Yes. (laughs) Did you guys hear his voice? How it just changed from like, yes, I'm so excited about this too.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead. Give me grief about it. (laughs) So
0: Cameron has this Nice, new digital recorder with a microphone that he is supposed to be using to record hunts with. And I understand because I travel out of state and hunt, you know, pressing record on that recorder is not always priority number one.
1: It's never priority number one.
0: (laughs) It should be priority 1.1. So yeah. what we have for you guys today is not audio of the hunt, but we get to hear Cameron tell stories and me question him. Well, will really interrogate him because I'm not sure if the story I got to start with is accurate or not. So he is now on trial. Let the trial or the story begin, Cameron.
1: So I do apologize for not recording the audio. I will say there wouldn't have been much. You would have gotten... A very hot and heavy quick 45 seconds but i went to georgia for their opening of their turkey season this year went solo all by my lonesome and planned to be there for their opening morning so i left friday after work mm-hmm. and drove my car to save on gas which is something i always do just to save on gas money if i don't need a four-wheel drive vehicle and i went to a place that I had map scouted and had gotten some advice on. And I slept in the car because it rained all night. So honestly, I didn't hardly sleep at all. I almost fell asleep at one point, and then two trucks pulled in at like 1 a.m. and kind of freaked me out. So then I drove to a Walgreens and slept in their parking lot. And then I drove back at 4 a.m. to get my spot again. Hmm. So... I didn't hardly sleep at all, but I wake up for the opening morning in Georgia and had picked a ridge to listen from. And so I climbed up my ridge, got in there plenty early. It stopped raining maybe 30 seconds before I got out of the car and I got up on the ridge. And the reason I had picked this ridge is it was near a private land field. And because it had rained all the day before, I thought turkeys were probably in the field. So they probably roosted near the creek drainage near the field because it rained all the way to dark. That was just kind of my thought process, Mm -hmm. which turned out to be completely wrong. So I climbed up on the ridge and start listening and listening and owling and listening and crowing and listening. Nothing. And I think other people who hunted in Georgia early this year have confirmed. The turkeys were strangely waiting quite a while to start gobbling in the mornings. So finally, after what I perceived to be pretty darn good light, I started heading in a direction. I didn't make it maybe 50 yards, and I heard a bird gobble. My first Georgia gobbler. So he was about a half mile away, of course, but he was the only suitor that I had heard. So I dropped a pin on Onyx on where I perceived him to be and took out. And I mean walked fast because... I didn't know how many times he was gonna gobble. It didn't seem like a real good gobbling day, so I was wanting to get there as quick as I could and hopefully get a good location before he flew down or shut up. You know, so mm-hmm. I get over there and before I call, I just decide to kneel down beside a tree. And so I kneel down. I'm like, I just want to, if he'll just gobble one more time, I'll know where he is specifically. And I wait maybe five minutes. I'll do the animated noises since I don't have any real audio. All right. All right. So he gobbles and I'm looking and I can't tell if he there's a road between me and him. And I cannot tell if he is on the road, past the road or right on my side of the road. And it he had to be right on top of it. So I quickly deduct I can't cross the road. Like, he will see me if I cross the road. I don't know what side he's on, but he will see me. So I start easing up this ledge, and I can I can move because of the terrain and get within 50 yards of the road. So I think, all right, I'm going to ease up to where I can get toward where I can shoot the very top of this ridge, and then I'm going to call and see if he'll come up here. And so I get up there. This is where I should have turned the recorder on. But I was very focused. When I go out of state, I became laser focused on taking a turkey. So I ease up to the top, got my mouth call in. Just did a little purrs and clucks, scratched in the leaves a little bit. He hammers me 40 yards. He's between me and the road, he's right on the backside of the ridge. I mean, right. So at this point, luckily, before I called, I had sat down on a nice tree. I had picked a good location where I could shoot the top when he topped out and had gotten my setup correct before calling. So he cuts me off, I mean, right there. So I wait, Now I wait maybe three minutes, and then chop, chop, chop. Two of them hit it. And I'm like, holy crap. And the one that hit it originally is still in the same line of where he was. And that's where my gun's facing. The other one gobbles to the right of him. And so when the how other one—oh, I mean, 35 yards. Okay. Like it. My heart was thumping at this point. No. So. Uh,
0: no, that's that's good. I'm glad you said that. But how far were the two birds away from one another?
1: They were. Hey, hold on just a second. Sure. You there? Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry. had to go deal with the yard bone guy. Oh, good. So you said how far were they apart, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So the two gobblers were maybe 25 to 30 yards apart when they gobbled. One was right down my gun barrel, and the other one was... If 12 o'clock is where my gun barrel is facing, the other one was at 2 o'clock, maybe 3 o'clock. So he's just kind of angled out to the right. So when they both gobbled, I'm thinking, all right, they are here. It's time. And I look, cut my eyes to the right where that turkey gobbled because it kind of shocked me. I didn't know there was two. And I see him. He just like, you know how when they're so quiet, early season especially, he just appeared. Yeah. It's like he didn't come up on top. He didn't run up there. I didn't see his head first, a fan or anything. Just all of a sudden, I'm looking and then I see him like, that's a turkey. He's in gun range. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking, he's facing straight at me, standing up tall so I can't see a beard. And he's looking straight at me. And he turns and I see a beard come out. And I, I was looking at it. I, was like, I don't think it's a Jake. And then he kind of starts walking and I see it and I was like, oh, it's at least eight inches. You know, it's kind of thin. It reminded me a lot of that turkey I shot in Mississippi. Had a real thin beard. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's a gobbler, no doubt. And so he goes behind a big tree. I get my gun on him. He comes out the other side. Boom! He goes down, but he kind of goes on the other side of the rise. So I come up to look and make sure this bird is dead. And I look, and he's dead. He's just dead as a hammer. Wings are straight out. He's not even flopping. Yep. I like Heck yeah. Heck yeah. So I'm pumped. I'm looking. And then at the same time, out of my left corner of my eye, I see the other bird had literally just topped out. And he's looking at that one and he's like, holy cow, what hit him? And I look at that bird and think, because it's legal in Georgia, you could literally kill your three birds in one day if you wanted to. I don't know if I'm going to kill him. And then he turns and this massive beard swings out. Boom! <laughs> Smoked him. So I killed them both. And if it had been Tennessee, I wouldn't kill two in one day, even if it was legal. I just would rather go back and experience it a second time, you know? But yeah. if I'm out of state and it's legal, I'm trying to kill my bag limit, you know? <laughs> I'm, not, yeah. I'm not there to... To, you know save a bird for next year or something like that i'm probably not going to be back so i killed them both they didn't have any hens with them or anything like that the other gobblers had the hens that i heard so i don't think it's really going to be a big detriment to the turkey population these weren't the mating two anyway so i killed two the first bird had maybe a eight inch thin beard but he had probably inch and a quarter spurs. He had the better spurs of the two. And then the second bird had a really thick 10-inch beard. I mean, super thick. And he probably had an inch and an eighth spur, maybe just an inch. So they both were what I presume to be kind of three-year-old beautiful gobblers. I mean, they just were gorgeous. And the bigger bearded one, he probably he weighed at least 20 pounds. I didn't have a scale with me, but I would say he weighed probably 20 to 21 pounds. Whereas the other one who had the longer spurs was maybe 16 pounds. Yeah. He was, he just was smaller. He, he didn't have any breast sponge. He looked thin and tall, kind of like the Turkey we'll discuss next week from day two in Georgia, but he was smaller. And the other one was like a toad, you know, had a big breast sponge on him Real fatty-looking, you know, round-chested gobbler. So to say I was pumped in Georgia would be an understatement. I was amped. Two turkeys, day one, slept in the freaking car. First time I've ever been to Georgia. Checked it off the list twice. It was like Santa Claus. I was making a list, checking it twice. And it was awesome. Man, it was awesome. Wish I had the audio, but it was so fast, I just... I was going on zero sleep anyway. And I was just so zoned in that I just had to go ahead and kill them. Yeah. Well, you were
0: definitely stoked because not long after daylight here in Alabama on our opening day, I get a text message that says, I love Georgia. But there's, and that's that's the kind of message I would get from Cameron with photos attached. But there's no photos. (laughs) Because the area that I'm in has poor cell coverage. So I'm like, well, great and you know (laughs) did you hear a bunch of gobbling and I don't know if my text didn't go through or what but I didn't get much of a response back and then finally I get to where I have decent cell coverage and the photos come through and so I see a picture of two dead turkeys on the ground from Cameron and you know I I get pretty stoked for him anytime he kills a turkey, but especially one of these out of state hunts, you know, it just, heck I, I do it for you guys that are listening to the show. When you send me pictures and say, Hey, I'm marked off Louisiana public land, or I'm marked off Virginia or West Virginia public land, or I'm marked off, you know, Missouri, whatever it happens to be. I get stoked for you, you know? Yeah.
1: Heck yeah. Any,
0: yeah. Anytime we can get closer to our goal, I'm, I'm happy about that. You know, whether I'm part of that goal with you or not, I want every everyone to succeed. That's just the way I am. You know, These I'm not going to get into politics, but the current political situation of this world is that there's a class of people that are being demonized because they're successful and make a lot of money. I'm happy for them. I think it's awesome. I hope they make more. I hope I make more. I hope all you guys listening to this show make more. So that's just the way I am and you know I probably was when I was younger a little bit more jealous of people who had success but now there's enough to go around and especially in the turkey woods so I get stoked for all of you guys but Cameron man for you to get it done in Georgia first day putting boots on the ground gun in hand that's pretty strong and I know you would take that any day so congrats go out to you for that
1: yeah I would absolutely take that every time I go out of state.
0: Yeah. Not long after that is when I got the phone call from Cameron saying, hey, I know you guys are supposed to be coming up here tomorrow, but you might want to come up today. It was more of a get up here today. Yeah. Yeah, it it was. So we did. And that's actually next week's show.
1: Yep. So And it's going to be actually full of audio. So we have real live audio for that one
0: yeah so i'm I'm fired up about that and then we have even though i'm not putting the smack down on some turkeys fortunately i've got the turkey hunters who are putting the smack down on some turkeys some digital recorders and they're getting some audio so before too long my audio will be rolling but next week we've got georgia the next week we've got tennessee the next week we've got mississippi and we hope these keep rolling and rolling and rolling on in oh so, yeah but I'm you know, I, I hope that you're able to get to travel on your trip up to the northeast because that's an opportunity for obviously for you to mark more states off but for us to be able to go on those hunts with you and i just enjoy the heck out of it man
1: Mm-hmm. yeah i'm really hoping i can still go we'll see but Sure hope I can make it up there. I, I really would like to explore those states, be a completely different terrain, and I'm hoping nothing happens with Texas from now till, you know, Saturday, so hopefully I'll be able to go there and then go to the Northeast and maybe bring some more audio from Tennessee because I got a couple rounds ready for everyone already.
0: hmm hmm
1: I like it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're
0: going to get oh. it done. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun and Cameron, I'm I'm pumped for you, man. I mean that's it was that's awesome the way to get it done.
1: Yeah. You can't beat going to a new state knocking it out day one. Yeah. That just well, there's day one nothing times like two. It. Yeah, especially when you times it by two. So Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Georgia is absolutely gorgeous. I listened to Georgia on my mind by Ray Charles about a hundred times. And so honestly, Georgia's just great. The waffle houses were still open during the crisis and they got turkeys. So you got turkeys, waffles, a great song about your state. I don't know what more you could want in this world. So hmm. I enjoyed it. I may be back next year. Who knows? We'll see what the schedule holds, but I really enjoyed it down there. I have a feeling if
0: your bride plans for you to attend another wedding in the state of Georgia during turkey season, you'll be there hunting, without a doubt.
1: That is a fact, and maybe even if not. So, Georgia was great, and I was really happy that I planned some trips early season this year because of this COVID problem that we're having. Yeah, no. Seems chance. like the early season trips were the way to go. So if there ever was a year to start the season early, this one. Really is going to pay off that I was able to go early. Yes, sir.
0: Very cool. So, you know, we still have a contest going on. And correct me if I'm wrong, because you really are on social media more than I am. We did not have a single entry this week, did we?
1: I got one today. Oh, hey, hey. All right. Yes, by Button Buck Killer. Oh, that may be I, me. <laughs> I love that name, to be honest. That's hilarious. Uh, so that's a good Instagram handle, Mr. Butt Butt Killer. Yes, it but is. We got your entry, and it's a pretty strong one, I'm not going to lie. So he's going to be a contender for sure. So we did get one. I think we also may have gotten one on Facebook today. Awesome. So we're getting a few, but... It's still pretty high odds. If you have a decent owl hoot, you have a pretty good odds at getting this custom call by Preston Pittman, one of one, for you. So send us your best owl hoot on social media, at the Godfather 49, or the Turkey Hunter podcast on Facebook, or at Turkey Hitman on Twitter, anything like that. So, please send us your submission of your best natural voice, Owl Hoot, and you'll be entered to win a one-of-one custom box call by Preston Pittman, the NWTF Hall of Famer. I think you'll want it. And you got pretty good chances right now if your Owl Hoot is up to par. Very cool. Yeah,
0: I have, and I don't know if it's just allergy season or... You know, maybe I'm getting older and my voice is just not quite the same, but my owl hooter is not quite what it used to be.
1: (laughs) Don't have it it in you anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to say it's got more to do with allergies than anything because this year seems to be a doozy for me. The
1: pollen is on another level this year. Yeah, yeah. I look like a school bus when I come out of the woods right now. It is ridiculous. Yeah, it's kind of crazy for sure so yeah um, honestly i haven't had to owl hoot at all this year the turkeys are gobbling so well that it's i haven't hardly broke it out so yeah well
0: i've had a revelation at my hunting camp and that is that we have so many hens down there Mm -hmm. and You know, when I first started turkey hunting, I thought, oh, man, if I could just get rid of some of these hens, I could kill some gobblers. Well, now that I'm older, I'm like, yeah, come on across the road, sweetheart. Take your time. Don't worry about me running you over because I'm going to stop everybody around here. I want as many Mm -hmm. hens in the woods as we can get.
1: Absolutely.
0: And so if I just let the woods wake up on their own, which is the way that I, that's really how I like to hunt. Mm -hmm. I. Other than making a few turkey calls, a few yelps and clucks and purrs, some scratching in the leaves. I don't want a turkey or an owl or a crow to know I was even in the neighborhood. So I usually just let the woods wake up on their own. But I can't do that on the hunting camp because there's so many hens on the property. So (laughs) I've got a hoot. I've got a crow call even 10 minutes before what I think is gobbling time because you never know when one's going to crank off early because- That's always advantageous. Yeah, no doubt. You pretty well have to get in the woods underneath the tree that the gobbler is roosted in to stand a chance down there because there's so many hens. So, you know, I'm hooting a lot more this year, creeping on into three weeks in the season. Getting right on up to it now. And I bet you I've hooted more this season than I have the past five combined. Wow.
1: Been hitting them with that wind-up crow you do? Yeah, you know, I still do that every now and again. Hey, it works. I have no doubt I've seen it in multiple states at this point. The yeah. old wind up crow is a good tool in the bag of tricks because it has worked many times. Is that times.
0: your calling tip for the day?
1: Yeah, we'll go with that. There's your calling tip of the day. Learn Andy's specialty wind up crow. What I mean by that is he begins his crow with a. Ah, 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 ah. It's as if a crow is becoming aggravated, and then he hits him with that at the very end. There he is. You wind him up, and you hit him with that quick pow, 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 and he will answer. If you do it like Andy, he'll answer, because the wind-up crow, it works. I've heard it too many times now. If he does not answer, you did not do it like me. Yeah, or he's not there. If you do that oh, and nothing gobbles, yeah. just leave.
0: Just leave. Just leave. Yeah, it's I mean, 100%. Yeah, that turkey's probably way <laughs> in a different state.
1: Yeah. But no, so. seriously, I, I think that actually does work because I had it never means. seen that before. And in North Carolina, I believe, the first time that me and you went, mm-hmm. you it was one of those muggy, humid, low-pressure days where nothing's really going to gobble. And you did that, and that was the only thing a turkey gobbled at, and he gobbled twice at it. That was the only thing he gobbled at all morning. And then we went up on that hill, heard him drumming, and then you called him up, and he walked straight up, looked me square in the eyes, and then I shot like seven feet to the left of him. (laughs) So, (laughs) the wind-up crow doesn't help with your sight pattern, but (laughs) it did make him gobble.
0: Yeah, I think I'd known you for about eight or nine months at that time, and that's the first time I'd ever heard you cuss.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was pretty upset. Uh, When I saw my pattern hit the tree that was like nowhere near the turkey, I'm like, holy cow, what on earth? Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, there's your calling tip of the week. Going to go with a locator call. Start your crow out like he's getting angry. Just try to think of like if you're a crow out in the woods and something's kind of aggravating you, how are you going to talk to it? And then all of a sudden you just kind of blurt it out at the end and that kind of shocks him into that gobble.
0: Yeah, yeah. but you got to keep your ears open even when you're winding up, when you're starting out with that low, and you're getting louder and louder. you got to keep your ears Mm -hmm. open because you may get a gobble during that part. But, yeah, it's just that little bit of something different. We've all heard crows do it, but we don't do it with our crow calls.
1: It definitely worked. I've worked in Georgia mid-morning, worked in North Carolina. And speaking of which, you may get to hear it, uh was your audio recording when you did the wind up crow in georgia i don't know well maybe we'll get to hear it next week because that's what we got on tap for you guys we got another hunt in georgia that actually has audio (laughs) so it's going to be a fun one we got two different perspectives because i was calling 40 yards behind andy and chip and andy is recording him and chip having a fun conversation Hmm. and it's going to be a good hunt i think you guys are going to enjoy it Maybe some powder burned again next week.
0: Yes, indeed. Good to
1: What's our favor of the week, Andy? The favor
0: of the week this week is social media. If you guys will go to the I Am Turkey Hunting Facebook page and share the post for this week's episode, Cameron and I would be very appreciative of that. But wait, there's more. If you would also, those of you who are on Twitter, go to the Turkey Hunter Podcast Twitter page, which is my Twitter handle, at Turkey Hitman, and locate the post for this week's episode on Twitter and share that or retweet it, we would be doubly appreciative of that. Doubly. That's a great way to spread the word about the show. Let's everyone know that you listen to it, that you like it, that you recommend it, and you really don't even have to put any other comment on that retweet or on that share on Facebook because of the fact that you're retweeting or sharing it. Let's everyone know that you approve. It's got your vote of approval. So that's the favor of the week. We thank you for that and we thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review and make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics,